Welcome back to the Something's Brewing podcast. This is episode 21. The 21, 21. Andrew Ferentz episode. <laughs> oh, hey, flipping knuckle, off the crowd, huh? Flipping off Montreal, like, you know, all of us want to do, especially oh, yeah. back in those days. Um, but welcome back to the show. Um, as always, brought to you in part by BNG Productions. That's Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. You can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. And you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. We got plenty to talk about today. Uh, we're going to cover the Islanders, the Kings, the, Bla- the, the Black Jackets, the Blue Jackets, and the Florida Panthers game. Um, but before we get into any of that, uh, Nick, how you been? How what you been up to? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Um, oh, what the hell was I gonna say? Little under the weather. Little under the weather. Yes, I am battling a case of uh, not feeling well. So we'll try to power through this episode. I uh, don't know what's going on. It seems like everybody is sick these days. There's a stomach stomach bug, or somebody's got the cold or the flu or whatever it might be. It looks like I got something. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're powering through this episode, a little, little under the weather, but um, I had something I was going to say about this weekend. Oh, yeah. There... Mm. Do you notice anything about um, my broom right now? Uh, the light. Correct. What, Is it? What, what about it? It's really bright. It looks like you have a hole in your ceiling. Well, no. Well, I mean, I was going to say that the light's turned on because I have power this week, which is is what I didn't have last week. We ended up uh, exploring the neighborhood, and uh, there was, in fact, a mishap where a pole or two might have fallen down and accidentally lost power to a couple thousand people on my side of town. But um, it was fixed. I have power now, and we push on. So let me ask you, how has your last week been? Anything exciting happen? Absolutely nothing. Nice. Just all work, all gas, and no breaks. Don't just stop. Keep going. Keep, put your head down. You just move forward. Keep grinding, baby. Just a casual dude in his twenties, just yeah. sitting in a in a in a plaid. What is that? A plaid onesie, recording a podcast. It's a you know the comfy. <laughs> you know the you yes. Know those, oh yes, my God, I that. know exactly what that is. Yeah. I have. A, oh, I should have worn mine. I was wearing mine all day. I went to uh, a couple years ago. I went to I went to Disney World, and I bought uh, in Canada like this really fuzzy like parka pullover thing, and I wear that thing everywhere. It's amazing. Yeah. It doesn't it's, have a hood like that, though. I do have a a, a Bruins Snuggie ooh. that I should find somewhere. It's somewhere in this house. Um, I was going to say uh, something about the fourth week about my my snowboarding stuff just to piss off mark but there's no new up, there's no new updates on that yet i think it's supposed to come in sometime this week so if oh, it so comes we'll in out. we'll find out if it comes in or if it doesn't come in i'll find out one way or the other and i'll have an update for episode next week about about that whole saga hell yeah we people come for the bruins talk and i know people are dying to figure out what happened to the snowboarding gear I'm one of them. I'm dying to find out what happened. I am too. I'm not even kidding. I want to know what you're going to like. If something comes in the mail, like I'm only 50% certain that it's going to be snowboarding gear. It could be some random thing. It could be like a, like a bunch of Russian nesting dolls for all I know. I mean, who knows what the heck they're going to send me, but I'm still holding out hope because uh, I plan on going with my friends to snowboarding. I think it was the second weekend of January. So like we're running out of time here to, to get some stuff. I still have to get a helmet have to get uh obviously the jacket and the pants and a pair of boots and this weekend is christmas for everybody who celebrates happy early christmas if you don't it's hanukkah right now happy hanukkah um the weekend after that is new year's so i can't go then 
and then the weekend after that is the last week and before I hit the slope. So otherwise I could be I might be wearing some jeans and Tim's heading down the mountain <laughs> on the snowboard. We'll have to see what happens. I can wear my I'll wear my hockey helmet because I yeah. still I still have the visor on my on my helmet, so I can wear that as my snowboarding helmet. That would actually be so funny. That would be pretty you cool. Whip down a mountain in in a hockey helmet, visor, that, jeans, it, and Tim's. It would fog up almost immediately. Like, oh yeah, I would have to keep the hockey spit in my back pocket to keep to keep that thing from fogging up. I'd be drawing little little hearts on my mask as it fogs up. I'm going down the mountain. Hearts and smiley faces, yeah, all over. Um, maybe I'll get you a pair of windshield wipers for the visor. But oh, anyways. I do need windshield wipers for my car too. Oh, different story though. Sorry for another day. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's jump into it. So the uh, the Bruins. We got four games to cover. Islanders, Kings, Jackets, Flaw, Panthers last night, which was a hell of a game. Um, but the Islanders, they got a shootout win. Uh, JD with a three-point night. He had two goals, one assist. He's been buzzing lately. Zaka had two assists that game. And also Allmark, 20, uh, 23 out of 26 saves. He didn't play too bad. Um, so good to see them get a win in the shootout, too. Shootout's been a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, no other year than this year. I, I've found a new disdain that I have for the shootout. It sucks. I hate it. Who do you think are the Bruins' best shootout shootout players? Marshan and Pasta. Coil's Coyle, good. Coyle's yeah. good. Pasta. Marshan. I feel like for there's sure. always sometimes just like a random player who's like sneakily really good at the shootout. I remember. I'm not that he's a sneaky really good player, but when Tyler Sagan was here, he was almost automatic in a shootout. Yeah, yeah, he was. It nasty. was like just send him out there and let him do what he's gonna do. And then when when they lost him, they lost their ringer, their shootout guy. <laughs> Yeah, but I would actually um, be interested to see what our record is in the shootout post Sagan and and with Sagan because I know he was nasty. He was gross. Yeah, yeah. I wonder uh, who do you think is the best shootout? T.J. Oshie in the league right now, or yeah, ever or Patrick Kane? No, in the league right now. In the league right now, probably. Mm, I do want to say Patrick Kane, but uh, you'd probably have to go Patrick Kane. Probably. Yeah. I, well, I feel like like Patrick Kane I, I definitely makes it look the most effortless, but there's probably yeah. some like freak, like, I don't know, like Michael Delzato could be like 17 Michael for 20 Delzato. for all, you know, like just some <laughs> random guy out there who's like ridiculously good at a shootout he's, for no reason. He gets like two goals a season, but when they put him in the shootout, he's just toe dragging everybody <laughs> left and right. The old, uh, the, the Sean Thornton backhand toe drag on the penalty shot. <laughs> oh my God. I will never, ever forget that moment until the day that I die. That was one of the funniest, most ludicrous things I've ever seen I, in my entire I life. I remember seeing that, and I remember seeing that Sean Thornton was the guy who took the penalty shot, and I was like, oh, literally, any, I mean, it'll be funny for the memes, but, like, literally anybody else I would want taking this penalty shot. And then Sean Thornton goes down has one of the most grotesque goals I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was even funnier because he was wearing, like, the throwback, like, Bauer 4500, no ear flaps, big beard, and he's yeah. just dangling the goalie. <laughs> like, he had a little the leg kick, too. Yeah. I was like, what dude, the hell? It came out of it, nowhere, dude. You know what it looked like? It looked like like when you go to like when you go to play men's league and like the one old guy just like pull something out of his out of like a rabbit out of his hat. Like you don't expect him to do anything. He's like, all right, hang on. Like stands up, cracks his back, maybe switches sticks with one of the guys because he didn't want to use his wooden stick for this shootout. And then he goes yeah. down and just undresses the goalie. Oh, I miss Sean Thornton. Dude, but speaking of good uh, guys in the shootout right now. Trevor Zegers has had 15 shootout attempts. You know how many goals he has? 16. 10. <laughs> 16. <laughs> wow, 10 for 15? Yeah. That's that's pretty good if you ask me. That's 66 
0.66 repeating percent. You're spot on. Okay. Yeah. Well, sixty-six point six seven, but I mean, I'm pretty sure they rounded that up. Yeah, they definitely did. That's hey, that's that's what gets you on the cover of NHL twenty-three right there. Hey, Artemi Panarin, he's taking thirty-four. How many do you think he's gotten? Oh, it's either sneaky good or sneaky bad. I feel like Panarin could low-key kind of suck in shootouts, but I'm gonna say that he's not thirty-four. I'm gonna say he scored on sixteen of them. Twenty-one. He's Holy a, shit! Yeah, he's at a six bit roundup. He's at sixty-two percent. That's crazy. Somebody must have told him that we're on episode twenty-one, and he decided <laughs> to net a few to get there to match. Um, let's see. Right now, I mean, Nikita Gusev, New Jersey, fifty-eight percent, seven on twelve. That's actually that's pretty good. What is it? Um, seven to twelve? Yeah, that is pretty good. Kaprizov, six of eleven. Not bad. Then we're getting into the fifties, but yeah, I mean. There's a lot of them out there, apparently. None of them on the Bruins. <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do? You know what? And that's we don't we we don't need good shootout good shootout guys because the Bruins usually end it in regulation, anyways. If we went to a shootout, we already lost. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we played for two points. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then we jumped to the Kings game. That was a shootout loss, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, maybe, maybe they could use Trevor Zegers or Panera. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That's what they oh, you yeah. listen. That's one thing this Bruins team is missing. They really need a shootout guy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot those games are back to back. I read it so straight up. Just like, <laughs> like we just talk about it. No way. <laughs> oh my god, we're so stupid. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, yeah, so the shootout loss uh to the Kings. <laughs> Marsha had a goal that game, Hall had a goal that game. Uh they ended up giving those two goals back actually in the third period to tie the game. Um, but Omark made twenty eight of thirty saves. He played well. Um and then we went. We jumped to Columbus. They got the four to two win there. Swayman's revenge game. Actually, he get, that was the first game back from Arizona after everybody said he should be traded. He should be sent to the HL. Blah blah blah. He he shut the door. Thirty one saves on thirty three shots. Uh, Pasta had a goal and assist. Krejci had a goal. Hall had a goal, and Nosek got on the board too. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Now uh, I believe that makes what every single person on the Bruins ro- roster minus the goalies have no scored a goal this year. Dude, Jeremy Swayman was an inch away from a goal. Yeah, I know. That was crazy. I don't remember who it was, but somebody, I might have been Gail. Uh, I think it was Gail. Asked us, maybe it was Belinda. It was one of the two. They asked us um, who 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 would score first. I think it was um, Strawman or Carlo. And I think we both said Carlo. Yeah, I think and we did. it helps that Strawman isn't on this team anymore. But yeah. <laughs> we were still right at the end of the day. But yeah. how, what? It's funny because Strawman like was basically sent to the AHL, but he just is not going. He's yeah, what, refusing to go. What like what are they gonna do? Because um, like where is Mike Riley? Is he just like AHL? Okay, he's and actually where, playing in in Providence. Yeah, and where is Strawman now? He's just hanging he's, out with the team. He's just at the gym every day, just getting huge. And now uh, <laughs> Craig Smith cleared waivers, so now where where is he going? Uh... He, I think he reported to Providence today. So what are they gonna do? How they're gonna clear some cap? Nobody wants these guys. They're they're gonna have to attach. 
a pick or something to move one of these guys because you got to yeah. clear some cap. I don't know what they're gonna do, man. We we were talking. I was talking about this yesterday on what's brewing with uh, Chris Nosek, and we we were saying the same thing. Like, what are we gonna do? Like, nobody wants him. Um, you can't. It's not. I, I at this point, I don't even know if a team is gonna ship off like a a, a, a draft pick for us. Maybe not even a seventh. Like, who wants that cap? Yeah, do you think that, that they try to attach a pick to one of those three guys? Do you think that they pivot and just try somebody else? I would. I don't want them to lose a pick, but I think they would probably just add a pick to their their uh, their bounty. Yeah. <laughs> the bounty of Craig Smith, Mike <laughs> Riley, and, and whoever else. That we and it with. really stinks because I really like Craig Smith, but yeah. it's just – And Mike so, Riley. Yeah, I like Mike Riley too. And, um, I mean, Strawman, like – kind of sucks honestly yeah. but like, like <laughs> you know i know it's hard coming into you know on a 10 day before he was signed on a new team and the whole visa issue whatever the hell he was having trying to play he couldn't get into the country or whatever but you know those are like three guys where like if you didn't have cap issues they would all mm-hmm. still be around and like i really like craig smith so it kind of sucks that you know he could be the guy on the chopping block. He's the. I feel like it says something he was a third and final guy that they tried to pass through waivers and now i feel like sweeney's like gah what do I yeah. do now? <laughs> he, I mean, he kind of shot himself in the foot with that. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know who's going to take that. If if Arizona doesn't even want a guy like Craig Smith or Mike Riley, I, who, who's going to want him? Mm. I have no I idea. Um, what about Swayman? How do you think he looked the other night? His revenge game great. against Columbus. He looked great. He actually looked square to the puck. He looked confident. Um, and the team actually played better in front of him too that game. I think everybody realized that he needed to have a big game, and they were like, "All right, like, fine, we'll play a little hard." Yeah, I hope I hope some people can see that and kind of and like like Columbus, they're not a good team. I mean, they suck. They've been horrible this year. But like, I hope that like you know teams can look at or not teams, but Bruins fans can look at Swayman's last start against Columbus and see that he shut the door and played well, and it was uh, a lot different from you know his previous what was it, eight starts where he didn't struggle in every one, but he did struggle in most of them. And I hope you can kind of calm down and recollect yourself and realize that Swayman is okay. He's here to last. He's a goalie of the future. I know we spent the whole segment on that last week, but um, when do you think his next start is against, against Ottawa? I would say Ottawa. Yeah, he should go up against Ottawa. Um, we'll see Allmark probably against Winnipeg. And then, yeah. And then you jump Swayman. I think. Yeah, then they have all oh, the Devils twice. I'm excited for those Devils games. I'm excited for those Devils games. I think too, those dude. are going to be really good games. Um, they're both in New Jersey. Yeah, that's weird. And they're playing on. Uh, oh my gosh, we're wait, we are. We're we're two, like two weeks from the Winter Classic. Yeah, dude, it is approaching. Quick. That is exciting. Oh that, my! Did, wait, did I even tell you? I don't even know if I told you. I mean, I'm not gonna know until you tell me. I'm I'm going to the game. I didn't tell you this. Holy shit! I, yeah, I'm going to the game. I, me and Tess got two tickets. You didn't want to get three? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I how did I not tell you this? I don't know. I guess I'm just a little hurt that you had two tickets and you're bringing Tessa, not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you along with everybody else on the airwaves are I'm going to the Winter Classic. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should uh, you should wear like a GoPro on your forehead and live stream it so I can watch it like I'm there with you. I'll 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 do a live stream through the podcast. Where are your seats? Uh, right field on the upper deck. So we're going to be looking down at the play. And wow. it's going across. It's going across from like third to or no, it's like pitcher's mound to outfield, I think. So it's like actually horizontal this time instead of just home plate to center. Oh like, my! How, no one was gonna see that. 
How did you get those tickets? I would have figured they'd be all sold out. Uh, I went on SeatGeek, and people were still selling them. Wow. I'm jealous. It's going to be cool. Is it going to be nice weather for the game, or can they do they know that far out yet? Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be really cold. Probably. We do sometimes every now and then have like a 50-degree day. Like it's going to be 50 on Friday here. But my advice would be to make sure that you, if it is cold, wear a bunch of layers. Because that BCBU game I went to way back in like 2010 or 2011 was an experience. I think I'm, I still have frostbite on my toes from that. <laughs> still thawing out um yeah yeah but yeah so that should be fun it is it's coming up so quickly dude i looked at the calendar yesterday and i was like holy shit it's already the 19th or whatever day it was like it's already like almost the end of december yeah i was just looking at the calendar now looking at you know the next couple games here for the bruins and i was like oh wow they play on the on the 31st 30 31 days oh my god we're in december i was like holy shit <laughs> the yeah. new year's is like in a week and a half from now yeah literally five more games to play until uh the winter classic so, oh my god speaking of buffalo have you seen tage thompson lately oh my god dude. Jesus. You know, he, he has 50 points already does he really he has 50 yeah i think he has 24 goals what are, what are they feeding them in buffalo because wasn't he a fourth liner like last year he was like a third liner he was kind of good last year like you could see little streaks of like oh he's like he's gonna be a player yeah. but not like this dude he's he's giant he's like I think he's over six feet, 200 plus pounds. And he's like dangling around everybody, like flying up and down the ice. He's nasty. He's over six feet. Take a guess at how tall Tage Thompson is. Six, four. He is six foot six, 220 pounds. Oh, I didn't know he was six, six. Me neither. I Honestly, you can see it in, in the videos. He's the tallest guy out the ice. Like yeah. He's regularly the best skater. Like he is like dillying and dallying through people and he's making ridiculous moves with his stick. And I saw on Twitter, I saw people were saying um, like, like not, not like statistic wise or skill wise, but when he looks on the ice, you're like, this just is literally Mario Lemieux. And I was like, that's bullshit. I was like, let me go look at this guy. And then like, he is like so effortless and he's such a powerful skater. It's like, holy crap. And this guy's in Buffalo. Yeah. Didn't they get him for Ryan O'Reilly? I was just going to mention he, the Blues let him go for the Ryan O'Reilly trade. I mean, it won him a cup. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> I think they would still do that, but that's crazy. 662 mm. 20, 25 years old. 26th overall in the 2016 NHL draft. Disgusting. Yeah. It was Ryan Whitney. Ryan Whitney was the one who said he looked like Mario. Yeah, he, yeah. He put yeah. together like a little montage and it's like I mean, I I do kind of see it. it. Like you said, it's effortless. And he just, dude, the way he moves the puck, and he has a rip of a shot, too. Yeah, and he's he's just so fluid. Like, you don't see guys that big skate that effortlessly. Like, no. think about how many six-foot-six defensemen. Like, what do they look like when they skate? Do they look like Tage Thompson? I'm willing to bet that they don't. Maybe, I mean, I know Dougie Hamilton is pretty effortless when he skates, mm. and he's a big dude. But, like, he doesn't have the speed or the fluidity that Tage Thompson. I mean, this guy, like, like, I'm not saying he's like McDavid. He's not like the best player in the league by any means. But like, if you watch the way that he just like weaves through an offense, like he is so like, it's like a running back in the NFL. Like when you wait for the holes to open up, he's like, yeah. just like kind of coasting through the zone. Like, oh, there's one. Oh, let me just put my stick out. It's like, holy shit. Like, like this yeah. guy is incredible. Um, I wanted to look at the 2016 NHL draft year. He was drafted just to see who the Bruins... Oh, that was McAvoy's here. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, that's where we took Mac. I was going to say, I wanted to see how badly the Bruins messed that draft up too, but 
I'll take that one. McAvoy over Thage Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's crazy. They're really building something up in Buffalo. The only yeah, thing they are. Could you imagine if Buffalo had a goalie like uh That's I don't know? Let, let, let's use Linus Olmark, for example. Imagine oh. if they had Linus Olmark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'd be they dirty. could really use a guy like that in their team. If only they had him at one point. That's the kind of guy you don't let go, you know? Yeah, yeah, Especially never. For, for like a young rebuilding team with a couple of really young defensemen. Help build their confidence and put a great goalie behind them. And uh, I just feel like Linus Omar would be like the perfect fit for that team. I mean, I don't, don't you think he would look so good in, in the blue and yellow? Like, Yeah, dude. I was going to say, oh. I've seen a couple of photoshops of him on Twitter in the, in the, in the Sabres jersey, and <laughs> they look really convincing. I don't yeah. know how they do it like that, but... Um, yeah, no, they're a good team. They're going to be around for a while. I mean, that's why we're saying, like, the Atlantic division is crazy. Yeah. Like, the only team that really, really, really is just, like, booty is the Montreal Canadiens, which is a huge yeah. win for the rest of the league because literally nobody likes the Canadiens. Um, but even they, they have dude, some young players, too. Caulfield, Suzuki. Yeah. Um, dude, They even even them being as trash as they are, they're still 15-15-2. and two. Like yeah. they're, still, they're still playing 500 hockey. And then you look at a team like like the, in the metro you got philly who's 10 and 15 and you got columbus who's 10 and 19 and then in the central you got arizona who's 10 and 15 and you got chicago who's 7 and 19 which i love to yeah see. chicago sucks yeah and then even think? in the pacific vancouver 13 15 sharks 10 17 ducks 9 and 20 i mean and then you look at us where do you division. think um wow that's actually incredible the the Atlantic Division, every single team is 500 or better, except for the Senators, who are 14 and 15. Yeah, and they're just below it. That's crazy. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Hayes? Do you think they're going to get moved to the trade deadline? Yeah. Okay, now here's a question for you. Yep. Would you rather have Taves or Kane? Because I've, I've heard rumors of both. If, I'm the, if I'm the Bruins? Yeah. Uh, I'd rather have Kane. Yeah, put Kane on that first line right wing, and like, good God, like oh. these epi- like when you turn on Nesson to watch the Bruins, it's gonna be freaking NC seventeen with Kane <laughs> on that top line is disgusting. But like, but like depth wise, like I guess, like it, it would be kind of cool to slot Taves in as like your like second line center, I guess. But yeah, um, but like that, no, like I, I would rather have Krejci play center on the second line right now than Taves, just because Krejci's been on the Bruins forever and. I feel like I I feel like he he meshes better with the rest of that second line. And um, if you were to get Taves for the point of putting him at your second line center, well then you can't do anything with Krejci because he doesn't play anything other than center. So I feel like you'd have more flexibility with Patrick Kane, who is a right winger but also a lefty, so he can go back and forth and play either way. True, true. Um, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. Even like I don't even know. Like what would they cost? Could, could, what if Ta- could Taves you? Would be cheaper for do sure. You think they would take like Mike Riley? <laughs> How about the Mike Riley, Craig Smith? Uh, what about that that short defenseman who like Jacob Zaboral? No, 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 no. The other one, the oh. other one, the one who was uh the one who like coughs the puck up every single time, who uh, got put on waivers but like isn't playing anywhere right now. Oh, Strawman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about those three? <laughs> yeah, and we'll throw in a seventh too. And with that, we might be overpaying. I, I was say that might be too much. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think we're gonna get him. Honestly, I think what they do with the deadline is they just they either do one of two things: they either make a huge move that not too many saw, not too many people saw coming, or they just add depth. And I'm more on the add depth side. Yeah, I am too. 
But like they're not. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like they they really like they don't have to make a trade just for the sake of making a trade. Right. I mean, you like you really you literally have no holes on this roster right now unless an injury comes up. Like you're you're pretty solid at center through your through your four lines, barring injuries. Your your top two lines are wheeling. You you have a good defensive core and you have two good goalies. Like you. I don't know. Like, I, I guess I think that's why maybe a depth move would be the right move. But even then, like, you don't have to get a guy who's going to be a top four defensive pairing. You could get another seventh defenseman or something who is going to take Strawman's role. Or you don't have to get a guy who, like, like Patrick Kane, who you're going to insert at your top, you know, your first line right wing. Like, I don't know. You could get a fourth center to throw in there in case Krejci or Bergeron need a breather because they're freaking 50 years old and still out here playing like they're 25. Like, yeah. Like, they're in a really good position. And, um, like, you know, you hear Patrick Kane and like Jonathan Dave, and it's like, oh boy, like I, that would be kind of cool to see them on the Bruins. But like, let's not forget their contracts are monstrous. Yeah. Like they would, their Bruins are already in cap hell right now and they desperately need to move just one player so they could help, you know, fit these guys under their, um, in their roster under their contracts. But like, if you like Kane was making, isn't he making close to 10 mil or something like that? Yeah. I think and it might I think be a little more. Yeah. And I think Taves is like, uh, like eight or nine. So, like, yeah. if you wanted to get some of those guys, you're really going to have to start shedding some cap, and then you're going to have to start looking at moving guys like, I don't know, Brandon Carlo. I mean, he's making, like, four mil. And, like, I mean, you could package. If you package Strawman, Riley, and Craig Smith, that's, like, what? Like, that's, like, seven or eight million right there, isn't it? But, like, that's, like, trading, like, a couple bags of trash for, like, a car. Like, that nobody's yeah. going to want – like, nobody's going to want to do that. So, it would be, I, that would be one of the most lopsided deals in history. Yeah, <laughs> even more lopsided than trading Anders Bjork in a second rounder for Taylor Hall. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Buffalo. Um. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we'll just we'll we'll jump to the Florida game, right? Last night's game, seven three win. Started out four nothing, and then Florida came screaming back, made it a four three game, and then the Bruins just ran away with it again. But Clifton had a goal. He opened the scoring. That was good to see. Uh, Carlo had two points. He had a goal and assist. I think it was his first goal since April 5th of last year. Um, Which surprised me because I figured that Carlo would get more goals than that. Yeah. It's not like he has a bad shot or he's like offensively uh, challenged. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he's, 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 he, it is surprising because he has a good yeah. shot. And even just like looking at the, the defensive unit this year, I mean, there was a, like, a month and almost a month and a half into the season, and Hampus Lindholm was still a, a point per game player. Mm. I mean, uh, Connor Clifton came in and bagged a couple of goals in one game. I mean, Mac McAvoy came back and suddenly he's like among the top in in po- total points as an defenseman. And the dude missed the first three weeks of the season. Like I, I don't know. Like I figured Brendan Carlo would shag a goal or two by now, but I mean, he clearly didn't have to if they still have the best record in the league. But I'm happy yeah. for him. Um. Uh... Then, yeah, Coyle with a goal, Pasta with a goal on the power play, Krejci with a goal, and then Bergeron had two. Bergeron casual, two goals, two assists night. Everything nice he goal. does is so casual. It's so casual. And then Marshawn, three points, too. He had three assists. Um, yeah, Allmark started that game. He played well. Uh, he was a little shaky, actually, when he let up that second goal to Florida. A little bit, but it was you fine. Know, I'm not worried. You know what I took away from this game? Why does Connor Clifton not want to be called Cliffy Hockey? I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, I, I think it's because it's like associated with like reckless, reckless play. But I mean, I never associated with reckless me, play. Me either. I loved I, it. 
Cliffy Hawk. Like, I don't know. Cliffy, like, it just, it makes too much sense. Honestly, like, when I think about it, it's a really, really stupid nickname. Like, it really is. Cliffy Hockey. Like, oh, uh, uh, Charlie Coyle. Uh, Coily Hockey or some shit. Like, Coily like, Making a play on his first name. But we, you know what we should do? <laughs> we should come Hockey. up. Let's, we should come up with a new nickname for Connor Cliffy. We should. Something like, all right, so he's not a big guy, but he, when he hits people, they explode, right? Like, right. he hits hard. Uh, he has a little bit of offensive flair to his game, and he's he is reckless a little bit in the defensive zone. Like, so we got to embody all of that and boil it down to one thing. We're going to have a little workshop here, a little nickname workshop for Connor right. Clifton's Wait, new, let's uh, take it from the top. What was the first point you made? Um, when he hits people, they explode. Like his hits come out of nowhere. It's like it's like squishing a grape. It's like squishing a grape. Squishing a grape, and you okay. squish grapes when you make wine. Yes. Okay. Okay. We're on. A, we're on a little bit of a roll All right, here. Wine. All right. Hang on. Um. And he he's got offensive flair. He's got a good shot. Um. Offensive you know, flair. Offensive flair. Smaller guy. You know who was a smaller guy who had some offensive flair? Oh, Krug. Mar- Marty Saint Louis. Marty St. Louis. And you know what Marty St. Louis used? A yellow stick. A yellow stick. And yellow Connor stick. Clifton plays for a team that wears yellow. And black. So now we're at black wine. The... And black wine means that it's gone bad. The... Oh, <laughs> I had one, but I didn't like it. I mean, no, what was it? I can't even say it. Bad beat. Oh, my God. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. That's why I didn't say it. Bad, bad B? I don't know. Like, oh, sting. I think you said he stings. He stings. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. You could be on something there. Right, right, right. Right, because because bees are black and yellow. Yep. They're they're an offensive they're, they're an offensive insect because they'll yes. sting the shit out of you, but they're not good in the defensive zone because they sting you when they die. Oh. I think okay, B Barry, Barry B. Benson. Barry, Barry B. Benson. <laughs> yeah, like he kind of has that personality too. He does. Bar- yeah, Barry Benson. He might hate that more than Cliffy Hockey. He probably would. I feel yeah. like he would. He would demand a trade if Bruins yeah, fans started calling him Barry B. Benson. All right, fine. fine. We'll have to. We'll have to brainstorm. We'll have to. You know what? We'll have to take some DMs of some suggestions yeah. from you guys of what you think <laughs> Connor Clifton's new nickname should be instead of Cliffy Hockey or Barry B. Benson. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like that. Barry B. Benson. Kind of. <laughs> all right. Barry B. Barry I'm gonna B. Have, I'm going to have to make a uh, a New Jersey edit of Connor Clifton in the back of his jersey. Just says Benson or something. <laughs> B. B. Benson. No. B. B. Benson. <laughs> B. Triple B. Triple B. Triple B. Triple B. Oh. Cliff, Cliffy Triple B. Triple B Cliffy. Triple beam balance because he's an engineer. <laughs> we're going uh, off the rails here. Hey, all right, yeah. Well, we're probably about halfway through. <laughs> so, um, I'll, uh, I just want to remind everybody that us, along with the entire Black and Gold uh, Productions LLC, is brought to you uh, by Cano Wellness. Cano Wellness offers you four distinct experiences for the different challenges you may face throughout the day Cano Sleep, Cano Mend can of fresh and can of boost it's the trusted brand for sports fitness and wellness households with over 50 vitamins nutrients and herbal extracts in four compact sprays it's the most convenient way to get back on track with no pills water or messy powders 
90% of nutrients in these oral sprays are absorbed in less than 30 seconds. 30 seconds. It's like an entire health food store in your pocket. It is endorsed by Olympians, NHL players, and pro sports stars who rely on the Canada Wellness Company to support high performance. Mel, let's talk about each product. <clears throat> Canna Boost gives you the ability to skip the coffee and sugary stacks and energize the healthy way. Use daily before you work out when studying for an exam and other times you need to increase clarity, stamina, and concentration. Canna Men provides the after-party liver support and works fast to relieve hangovers in the morning after drinking. This unique oral spray supplement is blended with 11 vegan vitamins and herbal extracts to replenish your body to combat headache, sickness, and lack of energy. Canna Fresh reduces stress and gives your body an immune system boost. Whether you're nervous before a presentation or need to calm down after a hectic day, the 11 vegan and natural the 11 natural and vegan ingredients in Canna Fresh take the edge off without making you drowsy or unmotivated. Canna Sleep. This all-natural and vegan sleep aid is convenient and fast-absorbing. No mixing beverages, no waiting for gummies to kick in. Just spray, roll over, and snooze. <laughs> Stop laughing. I got to cover the camera. <laughs> Control your dosage and how much sleep you need. If you want to try these amazing Canna Wellness all-natural oral sprays, please go to CannaWellness.com. That is C-A-N-I-Wellness.com. And use our promo code BNG25. That is B-N-G-25. To get 25% off everything on the CannaWellness.com website. We thank Kenna Wallace for sponsoring this episode and our weekly Boston Bruins related podcast. Sully, back to you. All right, all right. Um, you want to try the voicemails first? I would love to. All right, yeah, let's and try some voicemails. I started laughing. I was laughing during the ad read because I started thinking of the voicemail that we got. That was- <laughs> <laughs> all right, that um, was the best. We only have one voicemail this week, and this is from Lauren who is the resident mascot of the Bruins podcast. Her Twitter is, hang on, let me find it, at Big Bruins Energy. You're going to have to bear with her because she's got a bit of a southern twang. So uh, let me figure out how to play it. Hang on one second. Uh, Okay, here it is. Wait, let me restart it. Okay. because y'all wanted to hear the accent and I was going to ask I don't know if y'all saw that Montgomery said um, that he didn't like the term clumsy hockey because it was born of him being too reckless and I was going to see if y'all agree or if you love clumsy hockey and you want it to stay thank you very much for your question I know we just went through this whole brainstorm thing about what we should call Cliffy Hockey, but like I still want to call him Cliffy Hockey. It's I it's who he is, and like I never how how did it derive from being reckless? I never I never thought of I don't know. I just thought Cliffy Hockey like it's I his think, last um, name's Clifton and he plays hockey. Yeah, I think it started because when he first came into the team, he like made the worst plays ever, and everyone would be like, "Oh, well, that's Cliffy Hockey." Like, so <laughs> I, I think that's what it stems from. But it's turned into a positive. It's like, "Fuck yeah, Cliffy Hockey!" Let's you know go. What we should do then. Let's start calling him not Cliffy Hockey. Just not Cliffy. Not Cliffy Hockey. Cliffy Cliffy Hockey. Not is and is, <laughs> is that the saying? Um. Uh, I think he would hate Barry B. Benson even more. Name, how about this? Name redacted Connor Clifton. 
How about Connor Clifton plays hockey? <laughs> Connor Clifton <laughs> plays hockey. That's a... <laughs> Put oh that in a t-shirt in the pro shop. Connor, Connor Clifton, Clifton plays, plays hockey. hockey. And then it's just <laughs> 73. <laughs> That's McAvoy. <laughs> oh, That's so embarrassing. No. Okay. Well, we're going to skip over that. Um, <laughs> um, how about Quinny hockey? Nah, because there's already a Jack Quinn on the Sabres. Yeah, but Quinnipiac. Yeah, but like, I feel like we could incorporate being an engineer into it somehow. That's true. That's true. That's true. But yeah, uh, I mean, to answer the question though, I, I like the term Cliffy hockey. I think it just derives from a point of where we were all like, damn, this is this is Cliffy hockey. But now it's like, yeah, this is Cliffy oh, hockey. Yeah. yeah. And I guess if, if if that's the reason that he has, if that's the reason why they've been calling him Cliffy hockey, then he's in the right to want to change it because the guy's been insane this year. He, hmm. it, he literally doesn't even look like the Connor Clifford that's been here in the past. Like it's, I remember when, no, when, he, he, when he first came up, I was so excited that he was on the Bruins because he went to Quinnipiac. And I was like, wow, like – I got to watch this guy play for the Bruins for a couple of games before we probably never see him again because, like, you know, Quinnipiac guys, there's only a handful of them in the NHL. And, um, I mean, he definitely did not start off great. But, like, this year it's been a rejuvenation. I mean, he doesn't even look like Connor Clifton anymore. Like, sometimes, like, I I blink a little bit and I got to rub my eyes because I'm like, is he wearing 75 or 77? Or is that that freaking pork? Like, this guy is insane. Yeah. (laughs) No, he's been he's had such a good season. I would say like the top three guys who have resurged this year, probably Felino for sure, uh, Connor Clifton and Trent Frederick. Those three yeah. guys have like kind of cemented their spot in this team. I think. Yeah, and even uh, and those guys have been great because they've because um, they they literally went from like they like they weren't like last year they just weren't very good. Like they yeah. weren't very good hockey players. And now they're not just good hockey players, but they're like important impactful hockey players on this team. And even like Charlie Coyle, who's always been a real he's been a good player. He was solid last year, but like this year he's taken it to a new level. Yeah, and, he has. and it all kind of comes back to Montgomery and who's in the locker room. I know we've been over that a thousand times, but like you can't speak enough about this guy. I mean, there's a handful of guys in this team who are having um, if not career years, then like rejuvenated years. Like Nick Foligno yeah. is just turning the clock back and suddenly he's in Columbus again. And like Charlie Coyle has cemented himself as the best third line center in the league. Yeah. And on a and on a defensive unit where Connor Clifton very well could have been, I mean, barring like, you know, the injuries in the defensive unit to start the season, I think myself and I feel like maybe even Connor Clifton expected by the time this team's healthy he's the seventh defenseman he's the extra guy and he's yeah. played so well that like now when the, when he's out of the lineup the Bruins miss him and I think a lot of that has to go you know give credit to Montgomery and what he's done when he's come in here and kind of rejuvenated this system a little bit by using empathy and thanking his players and being kind to the media yeah <laughs> I mean, haven't seen honestly if you if you take uh the Jack Adams award and you look at real true candidates, Bruce Cassidy and Jim Montgomery have got to be the two leading the conversation right now. Oh, it's yeah. both of them. Oh yeah. And they, I mean, they both have <clears throat> like very similar reasons. I mean, Jim Montgomery came in here and I mean, he like, how do you, how do you replace Bruce Cassidy? Yeah. I mean, he's a great coach and you know, six years, we mentioned a couple episodes ago, six seasons here, four 
hundred uh, plus point seasons, trip to the Stanley Cup Finals, Jack Adams Award winner. Like those are some big shoes to fill, and he didn't just like fill his shoes. Like Montgomery is is they're they're literally breaking records right now with like yeah, how good they yeah. started the year, and nobody expected him to do that. And then on the other side of the country, you have Bruce Cassidy who stepped in for a, a, a struggling Vegas Golden Knights team that didn't really have a lot of expectations, and they have I believe right now they have the second best record in the entire league. And it's funny when you go and you look at the standings and um, you just see like the Bruins fingerprints all over the top two. Of course, the Bruins are number one and number two with Bruce Cassidy being there. So, you know, it's it's like I don't I could give two shits about the Vegas Golden Knights. But like I do I do kind of want them to do well because I do still like I do still love and care about Bruce Cassidy because he did a fantastic job here. And I I'm happy with Montgomery, but I still kind of miss Bruce Cassidy around because he was just he was just so like Boston Bruins, you know, like he just yeah, so he kind of like absolutely what it meant to be Boston Bruin. He yeah. kind of looked like a bear too, a little bit. He did, but like, how electric would a Vegas Boston final be? That would be great. Oh my god! How many games do you think that would go? And who do you seven. think would be the winner? Seven. Seven, and it could go either way, but I would say Boston. I would I would say Boston too, but like yeah. that might very well just be the Boston fans and us. I'm sure Vegas would feel like they would win as well. Yeah. Um. We also so by the way, if anybody wants to call in and leave a voicemail, just like Lauren did, um, we do have our voicemail line now. Um, the number if you would like to call is five zero eight two six three zero eight five four. If you uh, forgot what I just said, I don't feel like repeating it. So you can also go to our something Bruins Twitter account, which is <laughs> at Bruins something. If you don't follow us there, follow us. And our phone number for the voicemail line is in the bio. So feel free to give yeah. us a call. Again, we record usually every Tuesday. It's Tuesday right now. So between this is going to drop tomorrow. So between right now, Wednesday morning and um, Tuesday at, at like 530 in the at night you can give us a call and leave us a message and we'll do our best to answer it on the show yeah should we uh should we get into the dms hell yeah let's get some dms we can go all right our first one um i'll i'll, I'll do the one from from melinda i actually haven't played this yet have you listened to it no i haven't had the chance to melinda sent us another video uh, if you remember, she called in last week or she DM'd us last week and sent us a video question. You can follow her on Twitter at Melinda underscore paints. And this is her question. Together, um, Smith is an asset. I think it's awesome that the Bruins are hanging on to him. Uh, I read something that, oh, they did him dirty, blah, blah, blah. Not a good thing, blah, blah, blah. No. Wise choice. He'll come back stronger than ever. So. And let's hope Strawley gets a goal so he can, our whole Bruins rosters will um, be score, have a score, you know, at least one goal for the 2022 season. And Merry Christmas, Happy New Year um, to you and yours, and take care. Go something Bruins. Thank you, Melinda. She always sends the best videos and her pictures too. Yeah. She's always at a beach. I would love Melinda. You have to let us know what you do. How are you always at the beach? I'm so jealous. Um, it looks like the beginning of her video got, got cut off because it kind of started when she was in the middle of talking about uh, Craig Smith. But um, I am, I'm happy that Craig Smith is still here. I understand the position that the Bruins are in where they have to move on from one of these guys. And there's nobody else who makes sense to get rid of other than, you know, Strom and Craig Smith and Mike Riley, but 
you know, we just mentioned it earlier. Uh, it's a shitty position to be in, but um, boy, I saw that picture of when they're in <laughs> Vegas when I think they're at the UFC game. And uh, oh, man, it was it was like all the Bruins like sitting around on the side, and Craig Smith was right in the middle. And I was like, "Damn it, this is the guy they're probably gonna have to get rid of." And it, yeah. and it sucks because he seems like such a good, genuine dude. But um, and also, if they get rid of Craig Smith, we can't share that photo on Twitter anymore of him like like celebrating a goal and like screaming with his mouth oh, open, yeah, he's missing, yeah. a bunch of- missing all the teeth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can't you can't share that one either. But um. Yeah, what do you think about about the whole Craig Smith situation? What now? Uh, Melinda mentioned that he felt like they were doing him dirty. I haven't. I don't think I've heard anything about that. What do you have any insight into what that is? Nah, I don't. I don't think they're doing him dirty. I think it's just the situation at hand. I mean, sure, he fits into the lineup, but but does he really? You don't want him playing all the time if you know you're going to be getting rid of him. Um, but at the same time, you want him to be playing so that other teams can see that he still has some value. Um, I think it's just a situation that it, it's like an elephant in the room. Everybody knows it's him. It's Riley. It's Strawman. You know, maybe a couple other guys, too. Not as obvious, but um, it's just a situation that we're in right now that the Bruins put themselves in and they have to solve it. And I think every everything that they're doing with Smith and, and Riley – all the transactions they're doing with them, it's all just a uh, a, a, uh, a move to, you know, get them out of here, kind of, which yeah. sucks. But yeah, and and it and it and it does suck because like these are a couple guys like like Mike Riley's a very serviceable defenseman, and um, Strawman. I know you know I would just make it fun of him a little bit, but he's still a guy who can produce as well. He's still a guy who can play, whether it be an extra defenseman or um, for a team who maybe isn't in the position the Bruins in. He could be your third pairing guy, and. Um, like Craig Smith has been around here for the last couple of years and he's a, you can tell he's a good locker room guy and he's yeah. a good player when he's in the lineup, but there's just, there's just no room for him. Yeah. And there are, there are players that I would rather get rid of over. Oh, Strawman can go, <laughs> but there are players <laughs> over Mike Riley and Craig Smith who I would rather get rid of. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to the contract. And like yeah. those are the guys they have to move. And Craig Smith is still a, a solid player. There, there are plenty of teams around the league who could use Craig Smith's services, but it's just a matter of how much money he makes. And um, you know that, it, it, like, I understand like the business side of it, but like it kind of aggravates me because like I want these guys, like these players, like they're they're not they're they're not going to have a spot on the Bruins, whether it be because they just don't have room for them in the lineup. So somebody has to go. And like, I want them to go somewhere that they also want to go because I care about the players, but I know that like, it's, it's going to end up that like, I don't know, they're going to get packaged in some weird deal. The Bruins are going to ship them off somewhere just so they can shed their contract. And, and that'll be that. But um, I don't know. I hope, I hope something can happen so they can stay on the team, but we'll see. So when he got waived and sent to Providence, did you see the picture that they used? No. And in his eyes, I just sent you a picture of it. I knew they did it. If, this is how they did him dirty if they did him dirty oh in any way. God. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> That's how they did him dirty. If you if you haven't seen it yet, um do yourself a favor and look up Craig Smith's picture that the Providence Bruins used in his uh in his little roster picture online. Why would they do that to him? I don't know. It's it's a picture of him in like his rookie year. He's got a little pencil neck and he's got the worst haircut I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he, he hasn't taken a picture in in 12 in nine years whatever <laughs> long it's been since his rookie year i mean what the hell like look at that dude that doesn't even look like him 
That's crazy. You know what? You know what version of Craig Smith that is? What? That's the version of him when he went down when he was with Nashville and he was taking the puck to the empty net and he tried to roof it and he just sent it like into the balcony. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, <laughs> like the second episode we ever recorded. We were yeah. talking about the, the Dennis Wideman shootout. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, for no reason. When someone from the balcony took a shot at him and hit his ankle. Yeah, oh my God. All we right. We, we have uh, another DM question here. This one <clears throat> is from Kale. You can follow her on Twitter at Lady Bruins Fan. Hell yeah. She said, okay, guys, question for your next pod. What are your thoughts on the NHL considering increasing the amount of games from 82 to 84 to Ooh. increase divisional play? Yes, I, I love that. This. Are they actually yes. considering this? Considering doing that, yeah. Um, time out, though. I would love it. Don't even go to 84 games. I don't care about when we play Western Conference teams. It's the, it, we, They start at 10 o'clock half the time. Yeah, I, that's it's. Then we get like the Jets, the Ducks, the the, the Sharks, the, like the, I don't even know, name another Western Conference team that I could care less about. Like let, The Canucks. Them, Canucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> let us play each Western Conference team one time. Do that. That's fine. Yeah. I'll see that. Well, but give so, me more division games. Give me more Maple Leafs. Give me more Canadians. Give me more Sabres. Give me more Lightning. So how is it happening? How is adding two more games increasing? Is that just two more divisional games? Or are they like redoing like what you said? Are they going to play every team like once instead of the Western Conference team once? That I'm not sure about. We did it last night on the What's Bruins show. Um, it was something like it all totaled out to be 33 games against the West and then I think two games against each team in the no, How's I don't know. That... I, I would have to I would have to look it up. How do you get thirty? Th- whatever. Either way, I'm more hockey. Sign me up. Yeah. I, I don't care if it's eighty four, eighty three, ninety five, two hundred and fifteen. I will I will watch hockey. So that works with me. Um, and like you said, if it's more divisional games, I'm all for that, especially with the talent of these divisional teams that are in the Atlantic division. I'll say, I want to yeah. see more Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> yeah, I do. But I did just get the math for it. Okay. So it's th- 32 games, two against every other team in, in other conference, 24 games, three versus other division in your conference. And then 28 games, four versus the other seven teams in your division. So you would be getting 28 divisional games. So four divisional games against each team, is that what you said? Yes. So, oh man, four games against Montreal, four games against Buffalo, four games against Toronto, four games against Tampa, four against Florida. That would be amazing. Yeah, it would literally be awesome. Four four games of the, of the Pittsburgh and Washington rivalry, four games of the Bruins. Yeah. In the Maple Leafs rivalry, like that is four games of like the Flyers and everybody else that they play because the whole league hates them. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. would, like, that would be amazing. Sign me up for that. I do wonder though. So you said um, other teams in the East, not in, we'll use the Bruins for example, not in the Atlantic Division. Yeah. You said they, they play them three times? Three times. Yeah. So we've so seen like New Jersey three times, Rangers three times. I wonder how they decide who gets two home games versus the team that gets one. That's like, a good point. Would, like how would that? I feel like I don't know. I feel like that's where it gets kind of wishy washy because, I mean, everything has to be fair and all that crap, so everything has to be an even number. You know what they could do? They could do, 
the Bruins could play Eastern Conference teams not in their division four times, and then the Bruins play Atlantic teams six times. Yeah. And then, like, bump it up to, I don't know, I can't do the math off my head, but if bump it up to, like, 96 games or, like, whatever it would be. Could you imagine the point total that people would put up? Oh, my God. Austin Matthews would have had 70 goals last year. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. But also, they also proposed a new playoff format, which would be, like, a playing round, so kind of like the NBA, which, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I wish they would go back to one through eight. I Well, like, I'm, like, I always... There's two different angles. I always hate that kind of shit because, like, I'm such I like I love tradition, yeah. right? Like, like when the NFL went from 16 to 17 games, I hated it. I love free football, but I was like, well, now that's gonna skew all the stats and it's gonna look weird, yeah, and and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, like, part of me is like, well, if you increase games, like, I don't know, like the record's 92 goals by Gretzky. Say like somebody goes like ape shit and has 93 goals, but they play a hundred games that year and like. Yeah. Like, do you really crown them like the new goal king when they just played like 20 extra? And that's an extreme example, but like, you get my point. No, there's so, like, an aspect to it for sure. Yeah. So, like, I think of that and I'm like, ugh, like that kind of sucks. But like, play-in wise, like, if they do a play-in tournament, I feel like I feel like that would work well in hockey. Like basketball, like basketball, they have it in the NBA. I think it's freaking pointless because eight times out of ten in the NBA, the better team's gonna win. Yeah. But like hockey, I mean, we've seen eight seeds win the Stanley Cup. Like playoff hockey, like you could have people who who don't even know the rules of hockey, but they'll sit down once a year between May and July to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs because it is the most exciting playoff atmosphere in all of sports. Yeah. Like it is it is just a different kind of hockey. And it's funny because I think of myself every single year and like, you know, like when the Bruins get knocked out or when the Stanley Cup's over, I'm like, damn, like I really don't want to go back to watching regular season hockey because it's just such a different feel like it's a different level of intensity yeah Yeah, so like if they do a a play-in tournament i mean that's essentially a handful of more playoff games yeah for that like i'll sign up for and it's even and it's different too because like in like i know in basketball they talk about like sometimes those playing games like it's pointless because like the 12 seed that plays the eight seed or whoever they do it like they don't want to win because they suck or they are like they might want a, a a better draft pick or something but like you don't see tanking in hockey no so i think that would be exciting you know what could be interesting what all those teams say that are in the playing round right that technically didn't make playoffs what if there was a new trophy or some sort of award where they all played for that award and it's like um you move up five spots in the draft or something like that and you're exempt if you're the worst team in the league you're exempt like you still have a chance of that number one no matter what like you, you, you like for the drafts like maybe like five through i don't know what would it be 16 all those draft numbers could be re uh distributed i know it's a lottery system but i don't I know like, I'm, I'm thinking like so deep into it i feel like i feel like that could get that could get hairy because then, like, if 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 your placement is directly impacted by where you are in the draft ranking, well, you could you could see some some team that's like, well, um, you know, so and so is coming out in the draft this year. Maybe let's let's try to get that twelfth pick instead of the fifteenth or something like that. No, but that's I, what I'm saying. Like, if you if you win, you move up in the draft. Oh, if you win, you move up. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so yeah, okay. so automatically, like, you're you have something to play for and that's say. Like, but you don't do it one through three. Like, if you're like Arizona, I mean, I I guess maybe we'll take that part out. But like, say you got Connor Bedard, um, you know, coming up this year, 
your team's going to play insane to try to secure yeah. that pick. Like, but and then, then that like, gives reasoning, and it's and it's outside of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That like those teams earned it; they're yeah, going for it. Then you have to think though of like if. Wait, so so what seeds would you say would do this play-in thing, this hypothetical play-in tournament? I I would say maybe not one, not the worst three teams. Keep those so, three teams, give them the top three picks, and then everybody else plays for to move up in a spot. So what, like four through twelve or four through fourteen? Yeah, something like that. I don't think you could do that because I mean, like we've seen teams that have literally like just barely missed out on the playoffs because yeah. the way that they do the playoffs, I might be wrong, but do mm, they still right. do the division winners each get a spot and then they do most points after that? Or do they just do most points in each conference? They used to eight? do most points in each, in each conference. That's what it should go back to. That's what it should, because then you can get a team like the Atlantic division where you have like 400 mm. point teams, but suddenly you have like, I don't know, uh, 88 or an 85 point team. That's the nine seed because you know, the division winner is going to go first and they fall in. You could have them as the, you know, the, the nine seed first team out of the playoffs. And yeah. they're going to be in like that fourth, that four seed. Who's like really freaking ass is just going to get their faces kicked in by these teams. And suddenly, instead of having the fourth pick now, they they're like 11th or 12th. Yeah. So I don't think it would be fair to them, but like, I do think that's an interesting, that's an interesting idea. Or you could yeah. even do like, uh, like the bottom, f- the bottom two seeds. So you could do, uh, I don't know, six through six through 10 seeds mm-hmm. could battle for the last two playoff spots in their respective conference. Yeah. And then the, the other four teams based on how well they finish in the tournament is their draft pick. So instead of impacting like one, like four through 12, you're only impacting picks. Like, I don't know, 10 through 14. And they just kind of shuffle. Yeah. That I could mean, be interesting. It could it be would, interesting. It would I'll be just, great hockey games to watch. Yeah. I just don't like the idea of a playing round and then having some bum team get to the cup. Or like yeah. not even get to the cup, but like just be in the playoffs. It's like I don't want to play these guys. I want yeah. to play, like this is playoffs. I want to play a real team. They should play for a, a bigger split of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes escrow. Yeah, that they should. should. <laughs> but listen to this though. Say it was one through eight, right? Right now, if the playoffs or if the if the standings ended today, and playoffs started one through eight the way it used to be, we would play the Islanders in the first round. Pittsburgh would play New Jersey. That's an that's an electric little rivalry right there. Rangers would play Carolina and then Toronto and Tampa. Like that's wow. a that's Toronto a great, and Tampa. Yeah, that's a great first round. That would be like the oh my god. I would I would want every Toronto and Tampa, I want every single game to end in a tie. No way. <laughs> they both get bounced. <laughs> they both just get out. But that like you go through that, that's a that's an electric first round. Even in the West, you would get Vegas. You oh my god, you would get Vegas and Edmonton. You would get Dallas, um, Colorado. You would get Seattle and Winnipeg, and then LA and Minnesota. The it doesn't matter how you how you cut it up. The Eastern Conference this year, there's going to be some incredible, incredible oh. playoff matchups. Yeah, your top your top eight seeds right now: Bruins, Devils, Hurricanes, Leafs, Lightning, Rangers, Penguins, Islanders, and Capitals. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, six. no, Capitals. Everyone I just said Islanders, without yeah. the Capitals. Um, those are your playoff teams. Holy shit! What a gauntlet that is. And the Caps oh. are on the outside looking in, and then Buffalo's four points behind Washington. Yeah, in, in Florida, in Florida is fifteen and fourteen. Which credit to you? You said that they wouldn't be as good this year as they were last year, and I try to yeah. say you were. Um, 
Yeah, it's gonna be really good. And in Philadelphia, a team that started that started the year four and zero, have gone a resounding six and fifteen and seven. <laughs> Ever since then, they have more overtime losses than they do wins since their four and zero start. Oh my god, that's uh, unbelievable. They were really trying to trying to say Carter Hart for Vesna on us. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Buffalo is only four points out of that last wild card spot right now. So. Don't sleep. Don't, don't sleep. Don't sleep. I also said that too. I also said Buffalo is not going to be a walk in the cake. I mean, walk in the park. <laughs> <laughs> walk in the cake. Wow. You know, I'm looking at goal differential. The Bruins obviously are number one. Do you know yeah. what the gap is between the Bruins and number two? I think it's Toronto, right? No, it is not. It's not? New Jersey? New Jersey, yeah. Um. <clears throat> Probably by a wide margin, honestly. I'm gonna say fifteen. The 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 difference in goal differential between the Bruins and number two, that number would be the fourth highest goal differential in the NHL. The The Bruins have a plus fifty four goal differential. Number two is the Devils at plus thirty. The Bruins have a plus twenty. Their goal differential is twenty four goals better than the Devils. That would put them at fourth best in the league if it was plus 24. That is insane. Oh Bruins are number one at plus 54. Number two is the Devils at plus 30. Number three is the Stars at plus 27. And then the Bruins would be tied with Tampa at plus 24. That's ridiculous. That is, that is ridiculous. And that means that the Bruins are scoring, scoring a whole hell of a lot of goals. And they're stopping just with everything that comes their way. Oh, my God. That's what happens. That's unbelievable. In that. Yeah. Yeah, Buffalo. Um, <laughs> but hey, anyways, um, probably wrapping up the show now. This was uh, thank you all for listening to episode twenty-one of Something's Brewing. I uh, I hope you all have a good Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, um, any other holidays you celebrate, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Yep, yep. It's that Thanks, time of the season. Good. We're all getting festive. Um, Is and... it festival coming up or festivus? I think so. Yeah. Uh... The yeah. old Seinfeld holiday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, uh, I know this. It might have been a bit of a. Uh, I don't know. I hope I didn't sound too sick this episode. I'm gonna go freaking lay down in bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, you chucked along really well. Oh yeah. But um yeah, so this is episode 21 of Something's Brewing. Uh, as always, you can follow um, Black and Gold Productions LLC on Twitter. That's at BNG Productions. You can follow the Twitter account um, at Bruin something. No G at the end. You can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. You can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson. And you can also send us a voicemail at our new voicemail mailbox at 508-263-0854. And yeah, so there you go. There you have it. Give us a call. You'll be on the next episode. And um, as always, thank you for listening and go bees. But um, this guy, this huge Buccaneers fan from, he works for Barstool. He just started, his name sounds Italian, so he's always called him Giovanni Bernard. And like he'll do like interview like he he finally got to meet Giovanni Bernard and did an interview and he's like I'm here with Giovanni Bernard and <laughs> I gotta find it now hang on Gio-
Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard. Bernard.